0: Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode.
1: So, Shui, the NBL continues to be very interesting. We'll get to the Matt Hodgson stuff soon, but we'll talk about some other stuff first.
0: Tassie, four in a row in the top four. Yeah. Can I make the finals? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. So, yeah, look, another crazy week of upsets, big scores. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Tassie, we, we absolutely have to talk about their I'll quickly run through the six games that have happened since we we spoke last. So Tassie 77 defeated Sydney 70. Cairns 102 beat Brisbane 94. Perth 101 defeated Southeast Melbourne 79. Sydney 84 defeated the Breakers 65. Tassie again 94 defeat Melbourne 85. And Southeast Melbourne 88 defeat Illawarra 87 in a cracker.
1: Absolute cracker. And New Zealand back in the bad ways, unfortunately. Yes. But let's talk about the good news of the Tassie yeah. Jack-Jumpers. We have
0: to talk about oh, this.
1: Magnificent.
0: My favourite story of the entire season so far.
1: Oh, it's great to see. And Will Magne. He's enjoying his ball again. Yeah. And it's great to see.
0: I seem to have this nice reverse jinx effect on players. <laughs> you really
1: have. I You're... talked
0: shit about Jeremiah Martin at the start of the season. He started playing well.
1: Tyler Harvey's maybe the only one.
0: No, well, I mean, he had a decent game over He's the gone, weekend as well. Yeah. But yeah, Will Magne's picked up. Luke Travers went berserk from three over the weekend. Yes, he did. So, he did. Yeah. Did you know that no Tasmanian team has ever been this high on the ladder after round 10 of a season? Really? Launceston was fifth at the end of round 10 in 81, and the Tassie Devils were sixth at the end of round 10 in 87, 88. Uh, Ah,
1: because the playoffs were more expanded. They were 16 teams or whatever.
0: That is the highest they've ever been. That is still
1: a crazy stat. That is a crazy stat. That's fantastic.
0: And it kind of makes no sense that they're good in a way because if you look at it they're dead last in points per game dead last in field goal percentage free throw percentage as well they're second last in rebounding
1: and how's this will magne still is averaging less than six shots a game so although he is contributing he's not getting a lot of shots at the rim
0: well it's what he's doing on the defense and there's a play that i'll talk about in a minute but It's some of the stuff that he's doing off the ball as well that is really important. And the fact that he's at least a lob threat now.
1: Oh, big time. Well, you had two in that fourth quarter against Sydney that were huge. Yeah, Yeah, huge.
0: So I guess, look, looking at the four games, in fact, looking at the whole season for them so far, they've made the most of a pretty favourable draw, it has to be said. They played the game against Melbourne over the weekend. That was the first game they've played outside the Apple Isle since round three. Wow. Which is a very, very good run. They had an away game against New Zealand that was played at home. They've used that time to get more comfortable and kind of work out a lot of their sets and and all of that sort of stuff. You're starting to see a little bit more control from the likes of Josh Majette and Josh Adams. It's been well documented that their arena is kind of a bit old and rickety like a rec centre. They've got horrible rims, all of that sort of stuff. Hmm but their defense is kind of ratcheted up. And I think that's where that's
1: they, their identity. That, that's it. Yeah, definitely.
0: As you mentioned, will magne is sort of coming to his own. He started blocking shots. They generate more steals and create more turnovers than any other team in the league. So that's kind of where they're getting a lot of, a lot of those extra shots and those extra attempts. They've given up fewer points than any other team out there as well. So it is, yeah, it's a very much a team that kind of plays that constricted defense and, they're going to play their games in the 70s. That's just what happens when you don't have a talented team.
1: Hey, wins are wins, aren't they?
0: Mm. But obviously this win over United. And look, the Sydney win was very impressive. It was sort of as impressive for them as it was unimpressive for Sydney.
1: The Kings are in a shambles, aren't they? Well,
0: you just don't know what you're going to get for Yeah, that.
1: yeah, it's incredible.
0: But we'll talk about Sydney in a second as well. Yeah, this win over United, this is very much the jewel in the crown Because, you know, I've heard a lot of people asking... Who have they beaten? Well, this is a pretty big scalp. Oh, a
1: team that had won, what, eight on the trot or something? Supplanted from top spot? Huge.
0: Yeah. So Chris Golding, Joe Chul, they basically just said, you two are going to get yours. That's fine.
1: And And JLA had a massive game. He nearly had a twenty-twenty.
0: We did, 29 and 21.
1: Oh, it was too, yeah. That's right, yeah. Yep.
0: And so they just kind of looked at it and said, all right, well, we, we trust that not one else is really going to go off. Caleb Agada was off. He has been average. I think I heard on the NBL Pocket podcast on the drive here, he's averaging seven points a game in his last four games.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. He had that kind of little blip, but he's a little bit disappointing. He has been. Yeah.
0: Delhi was okay, not amazing. And David Barlow looks injured. So, well, he's
1: pretty old too. Well, he is. I he, mean, but, yeah.
0: you know, he's, he's not right. over 5 from the field. And then they got 11 points from Shea Illy and Mason Peatling off the bench, and that was it. I would ask the question, how much could they use? And look, we've spoken about Scotty Hobson. I think the perfect person for Melbourne United right now is Udai Barber.
1: Yeah, well, he's he's over in the US. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, he would be. I mean, they they need...
0: They need I think scoring.
1: Scotty Hobson would be bloody good too. They need scoring punch. They
0: need wing scoring. That's yeah, what they yeah. need. Yeah. And they're not getting it right now. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. If, if you look at the bench for Tassie, though, as a, a perfect comparison, Mikhail McIntosh kind of seems to be figuring it out a little bit. I mean, he's been very underwhelming all season, but he was getting to the rim. He was exploring. Sometimes
1: guys just need to learn their roles.
0: Yeah. And might, maybe
1: he settled into his role.
0: And he made some shots. Yep. It's amazing what happens when that ball goes in. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, it's huge.
0: Sam McDaniel, better shot selection. Fabian Krislovich hit some big shots. And for for this game, it wasn't all about Adams and Majet. Jack McVeigh was huge. So, you know, if you look at that, McVeigh and McIntosh both had more shots than Majet and Adams, which probably hasn't happened all season. And they were just smarter. I I saw a really good tweet and I have to mention this. Like, I I don't know who it was from and I apologize for that, but this is the Magne player I was talking about. So, that massive three that Jack McVeigh hit with a minute left in the game to bring it to a four point game. One of the things that wasn't mentioned before Josh Adams made the pass was a really strong cut that Magne made, and it dragged McVeigh's defender down and left him wide open. So just those little things. Oh that, yeah, yeah, That guys are doing now. Playing, the one percenters. Yeah, playing for each other. I'd still
1: like to see Magne get a few more rebounds. He's only averaging about five a game, mm-hmm. but he's definitely trending up. He is definitely.
0: So you asked it before, Knife, and I'll ask you: Are the Jack Jumpers legitimate playoff threats?
1: I'll hedge a little, so I'll say. They could, but I don't think they will. So I think I think a lot has to go right, especially because there'll be more road games than home games coming up, as you mentioned. But hey, if all goes right, yes, they could.
0: I'm going to ask you a follow-up question to that then. Their next four games are the Phoenix away, Illawarra away, Brisbane away, and Perth at home. What number out of those four games would change your thinking on that?
1: That's a huge test, isn't it?
0: It really is. You've got three of the top four teams arguably in the league.
1: They're, they're probably hoping for two and two. They'd be happy with two and two, I would suspect.
0: Would that change your mind about them making the four?
1: I I think they can. I don't think they will, but I think they can. Yeah. I mean, clearly, they're already in the four. So, mm. yeah. But no, I, I think other teams are... I think the talent of some of the teams below them will rise. They'll, they, they Don't underestimate the burden of expectation as well. So the more you win, the more people expect you to win, the more you kind of get potentially a bit tense in your first season. So, look, they might come close, but, but no, I don't think they will make it. But, hey, they can, clearly.
0: Who would have thought this after round 10? Oh, it's great.
1: It's great for the league. It's great for Tassie.
0: So obviously we've got Tassie that are trending up. One of the teams that is trending down is Illawarra.
1: Oh, I can't defend them any longer. It's, it defies belief. This team should be so much better. And look, their short rotation is maybe an issue. My goodness.
0: But it is completely unacceptable when you're going up against a team like Southeast Melbourne, who are missing Cam Glidden, Ruben Tarangi, Dane Pino, and Kyle Adnam. And, and their, their coach, coach, Simon Mitchell. Yep. So you've got four players. And also keep in mind that the Phoenix played two days earlier against the Wildcats and gave up a 21-0 run to get blown out after leading double digits in the first quarter.
1: Oh, that, that game was incredible.
0: It was ridiculous. So for the Hawks to come off a really poor loss to New Zealand on Wednesday, have a few days off, and then, yeah, South East Melbourne have to play that game right away after getting blown out at home.
1: And look, it was only a one-point game, and Illawarra nearly won it. But, jeez, they needed that one.
0: But it just, again, this is one of these things. The, the minutes that the starters had to play for the Phoenix... I think the only starter that didn't play like 33 minutes was Joe, Joe che. Che, yeah. And he, he was, gets foul trouble. Yeah. And he was kind of sharing minutes with uh, with Brandon Ashley. Yep. But
1: Ashley already looking like a good pickup. It's gotta be. So he, he has he, his own foul troubles. Yeah, he does. But he's handy. He's handy.
0: He does. He, he sets a really bad pick.
1: I gotta <laughs> say, at risk of kind of sitting in my rocking chair in a get off my lawn moment. Slow down. No one holds picks anymore. No. It's so annoying. No one sets a pick. Like nearly every, this is NBA as well. Nearly every pick that is set is an illegal pick because they don't hold position. They start running often before the defender comes. It's terrible. Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He can be untidy at times, but he is a handy player and he will be a handy player. Well, there were two, Mark in, my words. two in the
0: fourth quarter on consecutive possessions that were called. So yep. that, that was sort of pretty key oh. to Lawara getting back ahead. And the starters looked absolutely gassed. I think, obviously, the key thing is the last minute of this game. Back-to-back steals from Antonius Cleveland, gave the Hawks a three-point lead. Cleveland had this rush of blood, though, and he gave up a really bad hands foul with about 34 seconds Uh, left. what was he thinking? Xavier Munford, about 30 feet from the basket, not even looking like shooting, and it fouled him out of the game. Yeah. Two free throws, Munford goes up. He's a very good free throw shooter. He makes both, and then they come back down the other end. Pretty average floater from Tyler Harvey. They give up another foul on Mumford firing up a wild three at the buzzer.
1: I've got to say Mumford's intentional miss was magnificent, wasn't it? That was like a textbook intentional miss because it was only like 1.3 seconds left or something.
0: Well, look, as much as I don't particularly love the guy, you've got to actually give credit to Mitch Craig on that one. Because Mitch Creek came up behind him and said, miss the Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he said, yeah. miss it. There's like no, I one- didn't pick up on that. Yeah. And the commentators
1: were talking about it, but yeah. No, yeah.
0: He, he did. He came straight up to him and said, miss it. There's one second left. They're going to have to fire it up. And
1: Speaking of the commentators, by the way, did you hear Gazy say that Illawarra have four imports? He didn't even mince his words. He was like, Jessup is an import. They have four imports. And Jack Heverin, I think it was, was he the one? And he was like, oh, kind of gave him an opportunity. He was like, no, they've got four imports. What
0: about the Kings with Didi Lazada?
1: Well, I guess... Well, and this is of any... He he was saying that Jessup is not your typical next... So you didn't remember hearing this in commentary? No. He was saying that Jessup wasn't your typical next star. He'd gone through an entire four years of college... Which is different to DD. so there are differences. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you're an import or you're not. You're either from overseas or you're from Australia, New Zealand.
1: Well, he's he's been or well, Oceania. He's been drafted. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I it, was, mean, an I it mean, was an interesting. It was an interesting.
0: Lazada's Brazilian. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's an international player. I yeah. don't know. I, I think you've just got to make it black and white. You're either yeah, Oceania slash Asia if you want to extend to to Asia. Fair enough. Or you're not.
1: Well, I think, I think the comment is more maybe the next uh, parameters need to be shifted a little bit. Potentially, yeah. yeah, yeah. That,
0: That's fair enough.
1: Yeah. But I think part of the reason Cleveland, so Cleveland and Tyler Harvey, I think, are two and three on the steals yes. ladder. So I think that's, so that this is a double-edged sword with Cleveland with that reach because he backs himself defensively every time. And I always talk about their length and athleticism.
0: And he caused two steals on. And that's right. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yes. He was playing quite well defensively throughout the course of the game. But yeah, no, not a good finish. Not a good finish no. for the Hawks.
0: And this is the thing. So the foul that occurred on that three-pointer at the end, sometimes you just got to put a hand up and say, right, if he makes it, tip your hat, well done. You never want to give a guy a chance to shoot three free throws to make two. That's just that's a recipe for disaster.
1: And they were lucky that there was still time on the clock with the challenge as well. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, this
0: is it. Now, we haven't actually said much great about Ryan Brokoff this season, but we do have to talk about his... Dennis role. Rodman. His, yeah. 16
1: rebounds. My mm-hmm. God. Yep. How tall is he? Maybe 6'6". Yeah. Bigger than that. Maybe yeah. 6'7". Is if, he that tall? Yeah, okay. Okay. But still, that's in 10-minute quarters. He
0: probably looks shorter because he's out shooting threes. Maybe, yeah. The
1: standing on the perimeter. But but, yeah, uh, fantastic.
0: But we always hear teams talk about what are you bring to the table if you're not scoring? And this is a really good start for Brokhoff because... He ain't done much scoring this season.
1: And on the flip side of that, Tyler Harvey's only averaging about three assists a game. Mm -hmm. And and he's had a pretty poor start, as you've mentioned several times. You've even wanted to tweet at him, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got to find ways. You're right. You've got to find ways to impact the game. And I'd like to see Tyler maybe lift his assist numbers a bit. Because I think he was... 16th in the league or something when i checked today it was pretty low yeah so yeah there'd, not be, good. there'd be
0: guys ahead of him that shouldn't be yeah oh definitely when you talk about that tweet he did mention basically on twitter that i think it was like keep gonna keep grinding that sort of thing and i i'd actually typed out a tweet to him saying hey man like tough loss last night really great game stick to that floater game get to the free throw yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. shoot your floater and the three balls man just unless you're on fire, stick to the catch and shoot. Don't go, you know, this herky-jerky stuff. And I tweeted, I had the whole thing typed out, and I thought, nah, because that'll probably bite us in the the (laughs) arse. So, yeah, so I deleted all that. Very interesting to see Sam Froling getting benched to start the game for this one.
1: Well, I think Gorge was just trying to mix it up because they've been so disappointing of late, and he was Mm. just trying to find any recipe to try and... I mean, Froling actually played quite well off the bench because when he was injected into the game, he did some good things. Yep. Took it to the rack hard. So, yeah. Yeah. Scary times for Illawarra. But still. They've dropped out of the four.
0: AJ Ogilvie, Emmett Nah, Isaac yep. White combined three minutes of playing time. Are they on a minutes restriction or something? Oh, like, it's bizarre, isn't it? I, I just, I don't understand how you can't find more than three minutes for those guys. Yep. It's, yeah. I, I am incredibly worried about Illawarra. They've got some tough games coming up. And I'll tell you what, if the Jack Jumpers beat them.
1: They've, they've been very disappointing Okay again They did Have a very close game Against the Phoenix But Wow but
0: You've got to be smarter You should finish that You shouldn't even get to that No point. it you're, shouldn't have You're playing against a team That is missing Nearly half, half of its been. rotation Yeah, right?
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, Tarangi hasn't been spectacular But, they're,
0: but Adnum, they're handy players Adnum's a really key Backup base. point
1: guard Yeah, yeah Dane yep.
0: Dame Pino Is a very very decent Backup as well And the coach So yeah I, It's disappointing Speaking of disappointing, Brisbane.
1: What the hell has happened to them? This, this they started it. so well. Well, again, it's the inconsistent form line. It's all over the shop. But they started the season so well, winning in Perth in double OT. It's just turned to shit for them.
0: Now, I know that they were missing Nathan Sobey over the weekend. That's that's a big loss. It is. It is, it is. They don't look anywhere near as defensively well,
1: he was a borderline <laughs> MVP candidate for a lot of last season. Yeah. He's a big player to miss.
0: They, they, look, they look crap compared when you've got Tanner Krebs and Jason Kadi. Yeah. But as well
1: as kade has been playing this season.
0: This is what I said at the start of the season, though. I don't see anything in Brisbane that says to me that they are going to contend. And sure enough, we're starting to see this. I mean, look what happened in this game. So we're talking about the, the game against Cairns. Now, Cairns is missing Scott Machado, Nate Jarwai, Kwat Noi, Mirko Jerich, and Jared Kenny. So as if the friggin' Southeast Melbourne outs weren't big enough, that's even more. Oh, fun.
1: it's astonishing. An astonishing result.
0: And yet somehow Brisbane at home find a way to basically shit the bed. Robert Frank should have had 50 in that game. <laughs> Seriously. He had four, uh, 14 at quarter time yeah. and, he, and he finishes with 22. What, what are they doing? Post post him up.
1: They're letting Bull Kual score eight threes. Joining Anthony Stewart and Simon Black as the only Taipans to ever do so. Where the hell
0: did he come from? Anthony Stewart? Yeah. Finished up there. So, so both the other guys were ex wildcats
1: Well, remember we used to joke about Cairns yeah. being where wild. So, so. Michaels. There was a, there was a f- Stephen Way I think played Stephen there at Way one point. Way did play yeah. there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Friend of the show, Alex. London. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, of course. So, Save yeah. the best for last.
0: And Nate Jowai as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, Jawa well, Jar- 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 was there first. And Jared Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> and so Jar-
1: was there first. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, we yeah. used to joke about Cairns being the retirement home for Perth players.
0: Hmm. But if you look at it now for Brisbane, they're sitting ninth. Can- oh, it's. <laughs> Cairns are ahead of them. Wow. Adelaide are ahead of them.
1: We T- know the jack jumpers are. And are ahead of them. Yeah.
0: This round is massive for them. Adelaide at home and Sydney away. If they lose both of those, top four's out of the question. But, yes, let's let's talk about Cairns. Cairns is the huge positive in this. This is one of the best next man up games I reckon I've ever seen. Bull Kowal, honestly, like we, we knew he could shoot. He was, uh, I think, a 40% three-point shooter in college, but eight of ten, that is absolutely a coming out party for him. Adam Ford, man. I reckon he's underrated. Oh, absolutely. He's he an inspirational coach. Anyone outside of Sydney can be a better coach. But yeah, he's <laughs> he has been exceptional. Well, I,
1: I don't know. Yeah, he was okay in Sydney,
0: I think. Oh, yeah. He was treated. Sydney's just a it's just a shit environment well, for a coach. Yeah, I, it is. The crumbles. Yes. But then yeah, Majok Dang. 26 points. Tajir McCall was an absolute menace. Four steals to go with 19 points, eight boards and six assists. He
1: leads the league in assists. Yeah. Leads the league.
0: Not even a point guard. That makes sense. No Scott Machado. The true, high, true. High, high usage The rate. ball's in his
1: hands more. Yeah. He is a beast defensively.
0: Love to watch him play. Keanu Pinder was awesome. 11 and seven. Another good defensive player too. Even Marshall Nelson. Fuck, not Marshall Nelson, not many people outside of Victoria would have known too much about this guy. He had a nice little cameo, six points on two massive threes in the last sort of five and a half minutes of the game. And that took a lot of the wind out of the, the sails of Brisbane, really.
1: And speaking of the anti, anti-jinx, Stephen Zimmerman.
0: Stephen Zimmerman, <laughs> he, man, he, he had a game. He did. He was a beast on the boards. He finished at the rim. Yep. Like, that's the sort of Zimmerman I want to see. Yep. And I'm not saying this stuff to be a dick. It's just these are the observations I'm making. Yep. Plain and simple. And as soon... as Look, I'm a very fair guy. If someone that I've talked shit about turns it around and plays awesome like that, I'm happy to put my hand up and say, good on you, Stephen. Like, keep that shit up. Oh, of course. Of keep course. it up. So, yeah, look, two very, very different <laughs> teams there. I mean, Cairns are sort of slowly starting to trend up. Brisbane are well and truly falling off a cliff. And
1: Brisbane need to win both games this weekend. Absolutely need to. I think
0: so. Now, we're going to give Sydney a little bit of a break this week. We've kind of already spoken about it. They were horrible against Tasmania. They were clinical against New Zealand two nights later. There's a few worrying signs. I mean, Jalen Adams has kind yeah, of. Yeah, after
1: we. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple of poor games.
0: They seem to be terrible away from home. They seem to be pretty decent when they're at home. But, I mean, let's. We'll maybe give them another week and kind of reevaluate next time we chat. And I guess we'll finish up with our boys, the Wildcats.
1: Yes, indeed. What a weird game that Southeast Melbourne one was. At the beginning, they looked like guys at a rec centre that have just teamed up in a pickup game. Mm. Like,
0: it, it... hi, my name's Luke. Oh, and name? then and then, yeah. I,
1: like, I, I wish I'd taken note of the scoreline after a certain point. The Wildcats must have outscored them by thirty odd. Well,
0: it was a 21 like, nothing run. Yeah, it was. I think at one stage it was thirty-four to nineteen. And then next minute, it was like 44 to 36.
1: Oh, it was incredible. I'm still scratching my head about that one. I I, I can't believe the Wildcats managed to win that one. And look, defensively, they really lifted their game. Bryce started to take over a little bit as well. Luke Travers was absolutely magnificent. Wow.
0: I I wonder what happens if Travers misses that first three instead of making it.
1: Butterfly effect, who do, knows? Yeah,
0: does he put it back in the queue like I said he should? But, but yeah. his, his
1: injection into that game did change things for the Wildcats. Yep. And and I do think he he needs to get minutes. Yeah. He, he's showing why Trev had so much faith in him last year. And maybe Scott didn't have enough faith in him. Maybe that's changing.
0: And look, that's the version of Luke Travers that can play in the NBA. If that guy turns up, doesn't have to shoot four of six every game from deep. But if he can go, let's just say, I don't know, two of five. You could live with that.
1: I think what people forget is that w- when we talk about the NBA, okay, our recent history is Ben Simmons, Josh Giddy. Travis could etch out a very nice career off the bench in the NBA. We're not saying he's going to be a star, but he's, he's good enough for the NBA. He is. Because he's long, he's athletic, he plays really hard. Ever since that game two semifinal game against Dillawarra last season, I knew he could play in the NBA. Now, maybe he'll be a second round pick. Maybe he'll only play every third game, for example. But he can offer a team something, and he's still very young. So the Wildcats got to enjoy him while they still have him.
0: I need to see more of that before I believe that he's an NBA player. But look, oh, he is, he is. I think side. he is. He's yeah. not.
1: He's maybe not a starter. He's maybe not a star. But he he can help an NBA team, yeah, even just scrimmaging at practice.
0: That's fine. Look, I'm not convinced yet. You are. That's yep. fine. Yeah. Youngest Wildcats a top score since I think it was like 1995, something like that. So very, very uh, big night for Luke.
1: Do you know who that was? Martin Catalini or something? Probably
0: would have been Catalini or Aaron Traher, maybe someone like that. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, look, he covered up for a rare off night from Vic Law and uh, a phenomenal all-round performance, though, by the majority of the Cats. Majuk Majuk's still 100% from three over his career. he's got good form, too. He does.
1: Yeah. He does. Yep.
0: So, yeah, great game all-round.
1: You mentioned the Pocket Podcast blokes before. (laughs) They've just basically booked Perth a spot in the grand final. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not prepared to do, do that. Do you
0: know what though? They make the good point. Who who's going to beat? What are the two teams that are going to beat them?
1: Well, and this is the thing. Sometimes I think that a lot of the wildcat success is simply down to the fact that they're just consistent, and no other team in the NBL is exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I'm still look. I yeah. I, there's a very good chance it'll be them, but I'm. Still not convinced.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't. It's lock, a bit lock tongue in, in yeah, cheek. Yeah, lock yeah. I, right. I,
1: I appreciate that. But
0: at the moment, there's no, well,
1: they're top of the ladder.
0: There's no. 2 It'll be us and the Jack Jumpers at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, it looks Perth
1: good. and Melbourne at the moment. I but think so. we'll see what.
0: I think so. So let's get to the the bullshit. The Maddie Hodgson incident.
1: Yes, indeed. Now, know. why do you call it the bullshit? This is interesting.
0: Ah, oh, look, I just don't think it's been handled very well. I think it should have been handled a lot quicker than this.
1: Yeah, I do have an issue with the timing. Yep.
0: The fact that we're in all likelihood going to find out the result of this the night before the game, yep. this weekend against uh, against Melbourne, Melbourne United, yeah, big game, which is a it's a huge game, top, top of, the of the table, table. clash, yep. like a proper top of the table yeah. clash, yeah, yeah, <laughs> un- un- unlike unlike the top of the table at Dwayne Russell, calls I was going to say yeah, not like Russell, second and third, but, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just think the fact that this happened what a week and a half ago and we're at the stage where they've handed out a punishment and it's been basically said, you can challenge this.
1: So let's go through this chronologically. What do you think of the punishment? It hadn't been handed down by the time we recorded. And incidentally, apparently what was said was very innocuous. Shane Hill came out and said that not much was said at all. So that's interesting. I assumed it was something worse. So I was wrong about that one. Yeah. He was given a game with two games suspended. So
0: three games could total, be yeah. three
1: total. And so, so people are out there saying, oh, Mason Peatling got more than him. no. That's not how suspended sentences work. Mm. It could very easily turn to three. All he needs to do is be involved in a little bit of a tussle, uh, fracas, like what ensued after what happened. And there's three games. So no, anyone that thinks that his punishment was lighter than peetling is absolutely wrong, for starters.
0: Yeah. I was okay with three down to two. Personally, that's what I thought it should have been. But three down to one, okay, maybe they just thought, well, it's an open hand, it's not a punch. So, yeah. What I don't really have a huge issue with it. I, I still think it should have been three down to two, but
1: yeah, I and I said last week two as well. I, I was initially okay with three down to one given the suspended nature and again, that can enact pretty quick if you don't keep your nose clean. I think it should be two or three, and I think it will be upgraded, yeah, yeah yep.
0: okay. But yeah, geez, it's been handled poorly. It really has.
1: One of the other things that I'd like to mention is a lot of people are saying, oh, how can the NBL appeal this? Why are they appealing this? They didn't get what they wanted. And so it was meant to be an independent panel, blah, 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 blah. This is how legal systems work. This is how appeals work. I think that one member of the tribunal acted correctly. They, so we talked about the precedents that were out there. I think one game based on precedent was right. We mm-hmm. talked about the Josh Childress one, blah, 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 blah. The NBL, I think, would have appealed on the basis that community standards have changed and the precedents should no longer be...
0: Valid. Or valid, approved. yeah,
1: because because times change. So I think their reason for appealing is perfectly acceptable. You don't go straight to the high, a full bench of the High Court on your first court case.
0: Supreme Court.
1: They're, well, Supreme Court in the States. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: No. And Supreme Court in the states of australia but the high court is the highest court of our land at risk of giving a civics lesson nathan studied law
0: by the way um
1: so so this is it completely makes sense that i think that person acted correctly by following precedent i think the nbo acted correctly to appeal it much like the afl did with the toby green thing and i think that the full tribunal will correctly upgrade it to two or three games so i don't have any problem with that my only problem is with the length of time in the process.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it should have been completed by now. Give the Wildcats a few days to kind of get their plans together. Look, They've got to assume they're going to play the next game without him. And if he's available, well, happy days.
1: But I've rewatched the footage and we don't want that in our game. No. I think the problem we made last week is we rewatched all the other cases and we didn't rewatch that one. And I kind of wish I were rewatched that one because my memory, for, I did say two games. But watching it again, it was a little bit worse than I remembered. And he went back. The fact that he went back. I think initially I said three is too much because it's 10% or more than 10% of the season. I'm okay with three now if that's what happens. And I think, again, I think it sets a new precedent and then that will be followed from here. When it is a one-member panel again, they will look at this precedent once it's been set. Yeah. Now, we don't have a lot of time. We've got to quickly address the Wildcats' 40th anniversary team. I think, look all the names on the list are amazing, but I do have a few problems with the process. I don't know how you feel.
0: Oh, yeah. Look, the process was, I think, very flawed. Yeah. And hearing the way that uh, John Kate, Yeah, that was really... You know, yeah, case. case was talking about yeah, how yeah. He, he didn't really listen to the criteria and he just picked. Well, the criteria was crap, don't you think? Yeah.
1: Like, so the criteria was, for those that don't know, if you were basically playing a game for your life with every Wildcats player of all time... Pick the best team,
0: which is stupid because we've already seen that Scott Fisher is, you know, whiter than a cloud. So he can't play right now.
1: Oh, see, <laughs> there. Yeah.
0: Half of these. He people, went
1: gray pretty young. He was a bit like Gazy. There's,
0: there's not a single player here except for Bryce Cotton who is still active in Australia. Nick Kay is well, overseas. Okay. Yes, but,
1: yeah, but at their peak. but But I think it should have been for service to the club. So I think one, it should have been a 12 man rotation, a 12 man roster. Yeah, yeah. You can't have 10. I mean, there's more than 10 in a team in a game. So why would you limit it to 10? Yep. And then Jesse Wagstaff's about to play his 400th game. You can't find him on the team? But you not yeah. Well, but that's another reason why if you have a 12-man roster, I think Jesse and Mike Ellis probably make up the last two spots. I think
0: so. And that would be very fair.
1: And Maddie Knight probably a bit unlucky to miss out.
0: Well, it's so funny you say that because those those are the two guys I had which were kind of you know, the snubs, I guess, so to speak. If you're looking at Kevin Lish versus Mike Ellis – purely on talent, then, yeah, Lish is definitely the better player.
1: But he only played a couple of – yes, he won a championship. Yes, he won an MVP.
0: And Ellis did more, I guess, for the Wildcats and for the organisation and for WA basketball in general. And I
1: love Nick Kay. I'm a massive fan of his. I was devastated when he left. But he only played a couple of seasons too. Again, championship winner. Let
0: let me just – yeah, let me just –
1: He was key. I don't actually have a problem with that.
0: Yeah, let me address the Nick Kay thing. So he averaged 15, 8, and 3 – and shot well over 50% from the field, 40% from three, 46% from three in his second season. Oh, he was huge. All NBL first team both seasons, and yep. huge in Perth winning championships both years. That's kind of where I look at it. And yeah, I say, yep. Like, don't get me wrong. Jesse Wagstaff has been one of the great servants of the Wildcats. He's been a huge part of so many championships.
1: I think longevity has to... Play. They, should, they should have made it more than 10. And they really <laughs> fell away there. That's yeah. the
0: problem. Yeah. Again, K is the better player. Yep. WAG stuff, longevity, yep. willing to stick with the club. And, well, and of number
1: of championships. yeah, And he's been a key contributor on several championships. So, yeah.
0: But Nick K did help the Boomers win a bronze medal.
1: Well, that's very important <laughs> for the 40th anniversary <laughs> of the one. So
0: we owe it to him. <laughs> no, nah, it's, uh, look, it's really hard. I mean, you could also make the same argument about Paul Rogers. Yeah. What, yep. Rogers. okay, again, huge in that 2000 championship series against the Titans, but... Does he have the the full body of work the same way that Matty Knight does? Yep. Pro- probably not. Yeah, no,
1: that's another really difficult one. So
0: yep. yeah, you could very easily argue Lish K and Rogers for Ellis, Wagstaff and Knight. So yep. yeah, it, yep. it's it is tough, and yep. uh, maybe it wasn't handled amazingly, but look, that ten looks pretty decent on paper. Oh,
1: and for goodness' sake, retire Sean Reddick's jersey already. Yep. Crikey.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Retired demos while you're at it.
1: Well, I agree, and it will happen, but he hasn't been retired as long as Rich. So there's no, normally a bit of time has to go under the bridge. It doesn't matter. Water under the bridge. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, Nath, on the topic of snubs, we have to talk about the NBA All-Star Reserves. Yes. So I'll quickly run you through them, and I'll be very interested to see what your thoughts are on the snubs. So the Eastern Conference Reserves, Darius Garland, Fred Van Vliet, Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. For the West, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns.
1: Look, I'll be honest, as I always am on this, I haven't watched a hell of a lot of NBA yet. I don't start watching the NBA until kind of... Two months ago? Well... I watch bits and pieces. I mean, I ramp up. Like, when by the end of the season, I watched every game from the second round onwards. Mm. So once we get to the end, I watch a lot, a lot. But with the, uh, and it was big with the Ashes and then obviously the NFL and blah, 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 blah. So I kind of budget my time with NBA ramping up. So I haven't seen a hell of a lot. I watch on average one game a week. So it's hard for me to say too much. The general consensus seems to be that Chris Middleton was maybe a bit lucky to get in. yeah. But look, it's a pretty good list. feel great for Garland and Van Vliet as guys that are a bit younger.
0: Making their first All-Star yeah, appearances. Yeah, yeah. And it is worth noting as well, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green won't be able to play for injuries. So LaMelo Balls made his first appearance and Dejounte Murray from your Spurs has made it as well.
1: Yeah, that's. I, I'll be honest, I didn't even know that had happened. So good on him. Yeah, oh. and he's played very well. So yeah.
0: Oh, he yeah. has. So I did want to just quickly mention something. Kevin Pelton, I think, had the best description of this. At some point, snub changed from meaning an intentional dismissive oversight to being used to describe any player who doesn't get picked.
1: Maybe for some, but I always refer to a snub as an egregious decision. So, yeah. But, yeah, probably for many it is. Well, yeah.
0: More so, I guess, looking at what the internet is all about. Yeah, all yeah. these people on the forums saying, "Ah, oh, Faza should have made it. He's such a snub.
1: Oh, I've got to mention on that, actually. I had that wrong last week. I My memory was that the... Voting corrected itself, but you were right. The NBA brought that rule in mid-voting. Yeah, yeah. so I, I didn't realize that. So yeah,
0: didn't want to talk over the top of you, but you know, <laughs> I know a couple of things. No, nah. <laughs> you're
1: allowed to correct me when I'm wrong.
0: Nah, you're you're fine. So. Yeah, you're right. I think Chris Middleton's probably the one that's getting a lot of a lot of mentions. His numbers are down on last year. The Bucs are probably underperforming a little bit. Oh, definitely. I think that's probably the main one. And I, I think what I would have liked to have seen is someone like Jarrett Allen getting a lot of the recognition that he deserves. Well,
1: Cleveland are uh, a couple of games off top seed.
0: They are. They're a game and a half outside yeah. of top seed. They're also two and a half, I think, or maybe three and a half games out of a play in, but still.
1: You well, are. The East is very interesting. It is
0: very packed. (laughs) But you could very much make the case that, yeah, a Cleveland side that is well and truly overperforming probably deserves a couple. And whilst Allen's numbers maybe don't sort of jump off the page at you, well, neither did Draymond Green's. And the stuff that he does inside the shots that he changes. Oh, it
1: shouldn't be all about, num- as you know, I'm a massive eye test guy. It shouldn't be all about numbers. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's
0: clearly not. Dray- yeah. Draymond Green averaged seven, seven, and seven this season. Well, and
1: winning is important too. So, being on one of the top teams in the West is huge. Yeah.
0: So, I, I think Allen's probably the really unlucky one, especially when you consider that there's not a single player on that Eastern Conference bench over six foot eight. So, okay, we're going to see a lot of. Oh, it's an exhibition, I mean. Yeah, we're yeah. going to see a lot of a lot of lineups of five guys that look exactly the same, which is I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. I like well, to I'm see not a big fan
1: of the All Star game. Well, so. I know you're
0: not, but I, I still you still like to see positions and and all that sort of stuff. So that's that's not great.
1: Now that DJ's in, I might have to watch.
0: You have to, yeah.
1: Uh, well, uh, that's time I could be spending watching a real game like NBL or something, a game that counts for something.
0: Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> look in the west before all of this stuff happened you would have said look a lot of people saying anthony davis he didn't play enough games for me no no no. you can't bring him in there no not this season Dejounte murray was probably the first big one so he initially was paying the price i guess for the spurs we talked about
1: zach lowe last week yep
0: but that's all good jaron jackson jr is maybe a bit unlucky he's probably the one i would fight for second in the league in shot blocking massive part of memphis being third in the west Okay, he's not shooting an amazing clip. Jar Morant's actually averaging the same amount of rebounds a game as he is. Well,
1: Jar's an MVP candidate. Yeah,
0: But I I think what Jackson Jr. is doing for that Memphis team right now, he has made such a big leap. He's not quite at the Karl-Anthony Towns level yet, but he's well and truly on his way right now. And, And, yeah, look, I said Draymond Green was probably the one that was kind of tricky. He'd missed 19 games. His numbers are a bit meh.
1: It was probably a bit lucky.
0: Yeah, but he's an eye test guy and he does all those intangibles for the Warriors. So, But yeah, I mean, going back to the Kevin Pelton thing, they're not intentional. They're not dismissive. They're just guys that didn't get picked because 19 or 20 doesn't go into 12.
1: Yeah, well, we just had this conversation about the Wildcats, basically. Whenever you're picking best of teams, a few guys will be stiff. Pretty simple. So as always, running out of time quickly, we'll look at the trades after the deadline and we'll look at it in its kind of holistic sense rather than and there have been a few and there's been some interesting ones but we'll we'll come back to that
0: yep so now a couple of things i wanted to just quickly throw at you before we uh before we round this one out in philly sometimes they play a game in the breaks between the quarters where a person's at a virtual blackjack table and they have to try and beat the dealer last week a guy was given an eight then a five that's 13 yep he says hit he gets a four 17. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's tricky.
0: He says hit again. Gets a three, 20.
1: Oh, no. Hit. Oh, no. He says hit. Oh. I also like to live dangerously.
0: He gets a jack and busts.
1: Oh, man.
0: Oh, dear. But if
1: you've got an ace. <laughs> oh, oh man. Mean, that's yeah. like, do you remember that noughts and crosses halftime game where the lady could have won and put yeah. it? In, oh, my God. Especially like
0: twice Oh. And a couple of crazy stats to round things out. So the day after we recorded, it was 2-2-22. Richie Benno. In the US. Yes. Desmond Bain, who wears number 22, shot 22.2% from the field, had two assists, two steals, two blocks, two turnovers, and two fouls. Too good. Thankfully, yeah. Well, thankfully, the Grizzlies won by 12.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I wish I could remember what platform it is. I think it's... I want to say Instagram. Julius Randall has unfollowed the Knicks on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is. But the fact that he's unfollowed is massive. It's
0: official.
1: Kyler Murray's done it with the in the NFL with the Cardinals too. By the way, Dwayne Wade trolling Isaiah Thomas. So he took a photo of Jimmy Owl's gym for men five eight and below. <laughs> I gotcha.
0: I gotcha, fam. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's He's five nine. We talked about this last week. And then lastly,
1: Tim Duncan has more wins than the Timberwolves. He's been retired for six years and they were in the, the league before him. 1158 for Timmy, 979 for the T-Wolves.
0: They were in the league a decade before. Yeah, yeah, him, basically. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a Vince Carter stat, which I think is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. All right. On the day he retired, Vince Carter had played in an NBA game against 37% of all of the players in the entire history of the league.
1: Do you know the only reason you haven't blown my mind? I think we used this similar stat last year when it happened.
0: I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, well, I remember a crazy Vince Carter longevity stat that we used.
0: Well, there's longevity in terms of him playing no, for, but like four yeah, decades. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah.
1: That's yeah. three
0: out of every eight Oh, it's players. incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, across four decades, what? like you say. Yeah, that's nuts. But they,
0: like the league goes back yeah, to yeah, the yeah. 50s yeah. and the 40s. Oh, it's like. nuts. It yeah. is nuts. No doubt. Wow. Goodness me. Thanks for listening to this Sport Bloke segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sport Blokes.